Hello, everyone. It's good to be together with you again on this episode nine of our Solid Love podcast, and I'm here again with my amazing, beautiful wife, Mary. Hello, everyone. Well, uh, this podcast is going to be interesting because we're going to talk about respect. Yeah. Hmm. R e s b e c t. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yep. If you remember the tune. And uh, and so Mary's really going to break that down for us. But before we do that, we're going to do a little bit of review about foundations. Remember when we started in uh, our episode one, we talked about the foundations and how marriage is really uh, built on a structure. Mm-hmm. It's built on a structure that's uh, God-ordained. Yeah. And I know, you know, I've, we've seen some feedback on social media and stuff where people are, are putting forth claims that, hey, there are all other kinds of marriages. But I, we want to really be clear about this, okay? When we're talking about marriage, we're talking about it as it's described in the Bible, mm-hmm. in the book of Genesis, where it started. Because, now why is that important to understand? Well, the Bible speaks about our origins and our identity where we get it from. Mm-hmm. Man is made in the image of God. And, you know, it doesn't say that it was just Adam that was made in the image of God. No, it talks about them as a union. In the image of God, he created them, them. Mm-hmm. male and female. So man in totality, male and female, is created in the image of God. And they have equal status mm-hmm. intrinsically, in essence, in every way. And, and so when we talk about marriage, we, our idea of marriage comes from what's described in Genesis. And so, yeah, you may say, yeah, these, these unions and this, that, and variable. Listen, mm-hmm. when we talk about marriage, we're talking about it as described in the Bible. Now, I happened to be reading a book, a really neat book, and where someone had given a beautiful illustration. And the author's name is Jonathan Lehman. It was a book about church membership, believe it or not. And he has a little blurb in there mm-hmm. about marriage. And <clears throat> and he called, I'm going to quote from it. And this is in his book. Again, it's, it's on church membership. But, uh, and he says, and we might call a marital covenant, uh, and uh, the, this covenant is the skeleton. Mm. The marital covenant is like a skeleton. It's the rule structure that builds a platform for the relationship and separates a man's relationship with his wife from his relationship with all other women. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're talking about here. Is this, there's this structure, there's this design. And if you don't have that structure, you don't have a marriage. Right. You can't right. hold anything. And in today's day and age, people want the benefits, but they don't want the rules. Right. They, want, they don't know, want the structure. They don't want the structure. And, and he uses another illustration that I thought was really beautiful. He says it's, it's the hard surface goblet that holds the wine of marital activity in place. Lose the goblet and you pretty quickly lose the wine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's what you see today mm-hmm. is people don't want to deal with the rules. And when we talk about rules, they're not stifling right people right. think of them as stifling but in actuality they release you to be free to maximize mm-hmm. the potential right of the marriage right 
Right. Yeah. I think of it like the human body, too. Yeah. You know, uh, you have different organs. Yes. That have different roles. You mm-hmm. know, it's rules and roles, I think, yes. that really rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to do it their own way. But if in our body, our organs were not functioning according to their role, yeah, right? If your liver didn't do what it needed to do, mm-hmm. your heart didn't do what it needed to do, you would be completely unable to be creative or to operate in anything else. You wouldn't be able to um, function and realize all the capabilities that you have in uh, the potentials in your life. Exactly. And so get, get, the, uh, get those things down so that they're like habits mm-hmm. yes. and you're freed up to really be able to um, function and, and develop and grow as, yes. a, as a married couple and as individuals in that marriage. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, so we want to really reiterate to you that, that these roles, these injunctions are, are something to be embraced. Yeah. And, and you will see that it releases um, a framework that you can really thrive mm-hmm. and really grow in. Yeah. And so we really want to encourage you in that. And so when, when you hear what the, when we talk about the Bible, when we talk about this is what God said, you know, people think, oh, rules, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, no, no, it's, it actually frees us up yeah. to maximize Absolutely. our marriage potential. Yeah. And our union and as to, one. Yeah, and to live to the potential that God has for, you know, I always, I always think, yeah. you know, when he joins a man and a woman together, he has plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's big plans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to you realize what those plans are. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, there was another point someone... You know, they talked about all oh, this polygamy in the Bible and all and this there stuff. And there is. There is. There is <laughs> oh, polygamy yeah. in the Bible. But doesn't, you, doesn't make it right. <laughs> doesn't, exactly. Exactly. That was not God's intention. No. All these um, disruptions, all these breakdowns happen because of the fall. And, right. and it's outlined in Genesis, right? Yeah. Genesis 3. And and we don't see polygamy, really, and until we, we meet Lamech. And yeah. Lamech was was in the line he was a descendant of Cain right if you remember Cain remember what he did to his brother yeah right there was a breakdown in the family Cain killed his brother right and the Bible is really looking at two lines the line of Seth and the line of Cain the line of Seth is a line of faith the line of Cain is a line of unbelief right and so and so what you see is this breakdown being exemplified in the line of Cain, where we see Lamech is the first guy that's mentioned where he marries two wives. Yeah, and it didn't take long. That was in Genesis 4. Genesis 4, yeah. <laughs> It sure didn't take long. Didn't take long at all. Didn't yeah. take long. And, and of course, and we see it even, even you know, in the other line of Seth, where we see that people had concubines, people had mm-hmm. all this stuff going on. But this was not the ideal. No, it was not the it, design. It was not the design. You had one man and one woman, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, in the beginning. Right. And that's where Genesis 2 says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one. Right. One flesh. And that's what we're championing here. Yes. Solid love, <laughs> 89. Yes. <laughs> okay, now we're going to get into the subject that uh, we want to really focus on today, which is R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> Find out what it 
means, means to, me. to me, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, this is the, the role of, of really the wives, and we, we see that in Ephesians 5, 31. And uh, I'm going to hand it off to Mary, and she has some thoughts, really um, important thoughts that she wants to communicate about this. No, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, this has really been on my heart. I wanted to talk about this a little more. We did talk about roles before. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, but I wanted to hone in a bit more on uh, the wifely role of respect, uh, respecting her husband, a wife respecting her husband. Um, in Proverbs 14.1, it says, The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. And the implication here is that there is that the role of a woman in a home is a very powerful one. It can be powerful for building, or it can be powerful for destruction. And uh, I, I want to emphasize this because I, you know, having coming my having come myself out of feminism when I was, you know, before I was a Christian. I mean, that was my. I think I talked about that in the first episode or so. That was my first um, big hurdle with the Bible with Christianity was. Um, the the um, th- the things that I thought mm-hmm. that Christianity taught about womanhood that were actually not true. You know, things like, oh, a woman uh, is supposed to just be a doormat. You know, you hear that a lot. But this, this Proverbs 14.1 flies in the face of that mm-hmm. because you see that the implication is that a woman in the home has an incredible role and a very powerful one. And um, we talked previously in a previous episode about the role of our words in Ephesians 4.29, mm-hmm. uh, about being careful with our words. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it really goes beyond that. Um, I, I think about in Ephesians 5.33, which is the instruction to, um, uh, it says here, however, each one of you also must love his wife, as he loves himself, that's a, a, a direction for the husband. And here's for the wives. And the wife must respect her husband. And I think, you know, the Bible doesn't say should. Mm. It doesn't say, you know, it'd be a good idea if the wife respected her husband. It says must. And I, I want to look at, you know, why? Why, does it, why is that such a strong mandate? that a wife must respect her husband. And I wanted to actually connect some dots um, for what the damage can be when a wife does not mm-hmm. respect her husband. Um, and specifically, what it does, <clears throat> what it does to children. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that with, with our words in Ephesians 4, yes. Yes, we did. 29, and, you know, that, uh, that our words may benefit those who listen. And we talked about how, who's listening you know, the children. Yeah. Um, and in this case, I want to look at uh, the, the way that a wife respects her husband and what that does to the children or when she disrespects her husband. Um, and I think about um, the fifth commandment. And we have this in Ephesians 6, uh, verses 1 through 3. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor, and here it's quoting the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, and here's the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. 
And a lot of times a wife, especially if the marriage is, is gone sideways, a wife will not be necessarily motivated to respect her husband for the sake of her husband or for the sake of her marriage, but she'll be motivated if she understands the impact that it has on her children. Yes. So I look at this and I see that um, that here the Bible is telling children to honor their father and their mother, both father and, and mother. mother. Yes. Okay, but mommy's not honoring daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it could if if you think you are hiding it from a child, there there's no way that you're hiding it if you disrespect your husband. There is no way. <laughs> Children will pick up on it because whether you are saying things, it'll be in your attitude and in in the way that you treat him. And so here you would be really handicapping your children by disrespecting their dad. Why should they do? Why should they respect him? But they're told to respect him, to honor him. Mm -hmm. And, And this is for the benefit of the children so that it may go well with them. It's not going to go well with them if they are disrespecting or dishonoring their father or their mother. But in this case, we're looking at the dad. Yeah. So um, that is such a strong motivation, I think. The other thing is, um, in the in, at some point, a child is going to need to hear from his dad, his or her dad. You know, maybe in their teen years. You know, the dad has something to say, some correction, some input into that child's life. I mean, it's going to be throughout their life. But let's just say, you know, you got a kid who's kind of rebellious, and now that kid's not going to listen to what the dad has to say. You've just cut off the dad from being able to input to that child's life. Additionally, um, there... This commandment is where children learn, the fifth commandment is where children learn the structures of authority and being able to mm-hmm. respect and honor authority in their lives. The first place that they learn that is with the parents. Yes. After that, as they grow, there's authority in the community. Yeah. In school. You, school, teachers, mm-hmm. um, you know, at church, maybe a youth leader or a pastor who wants to uh, input into their life. Yep. Um, you have even in the larger sense in the community, um, laws, police officers, all those types of things. There are authorities that a child needs to learn to honor and respect. Yes. So it starts off small with it's just mommy and daddy. <laughs> then it goes a little further into the community. Where does it go from there? to the Lord himself. Yes. So you end up with a child who, why should I honor God? Why should I give him any authority in my life? I think of the, uh, the verse in Malachi 2.15, where it's talking about um, <clears throat> that the husband and the wife should be have unity. They should be one. Yeah. And, and then it says, and why one? And why one? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, God is asking this rhetorical question. Why one? Well, because he wants godly offspring. That's correct. So a lot of times we wonder, you know, why are my children straying from the Lord? You know, we'll, 
there could be many reasons, but this could be yeah. one of them. Yeah. This could be a reason that that happens. And and strength from the Lord really is is rebellion. Yeah. Just any kind of rebellion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may you may not subscribe to this idea of of the Lord in your life. You know, you may not be a Christian, but you you know rebellion when you see it. Right. 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 And, when a, ch- a child is pushing back, balking against your authority, which they'll, they'll always do. Which they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At some point. Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's a sign right there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That that uh, some, something's not something's amiss if you, you're not able, both of you, husband and wife, to be able to bring input and correction to that. Right. And and like you were pointing out, this whole idea of respect. I, sorry, I interrupted you. But, no, no, you're fine. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you know, I'm just again elaborating on what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. important. Well, mommy doesn't. Um, mommy doesn't uh, abide by authority. Mommy rebels. Uh-huh. Why shouldn't I? Well, there you go. So um, there's also, of course, benefit mm-hmm. and uh, mandate for the wife to respect her husband for the sake of her husband. Mm-hmm. But again, I really just wanted mm-hmm. to address this mm-hmm. in the case of children because a lot of times, like I said, when a marriage goes sideways and things are not good, a woman would not necessarily be motivated to respect her husband for her husband's sake or for the sake of her marriage. But there's, there are reasons to do it for the sake of the children. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's almost the undetected pathology of disrespect. Exactly. Yeah. It is a pathology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, my piece. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I thought that was, that was well said, Mary. And I just want to input into that and, and just say as, as a husband myself, and we've been married 33 years now, and I will tell you this is, this is something, this dynamic is, is, is really key because, um, you know, you may ask, well, what does respect look like? Mm. You as... Know, you know, I don't know what you mean by respecting my husband. Does that mean I become a doormat? No, no, no. No, basically what Mary does for me is that she gives me that deference uh, of honor as a leader in the home. Uh, I don't have to demand it. I don't have to, you know, I'm not forcing it or anything like that. I just... And this is this is some example is that she values what I think. Oh yeah, yeah. She values my input, and she passes things by me routinely. That hey, um, uh, whether it's something to do with a budget or whether it's something to do with a, uh, something that needs to be done in the home or whatever, but she always passes it by me, and it's almost like giving me deference. Hey, I need your input here. I need. I need to know what you're thinking about this. I need a decision on this. And and it just lets me know, hey, I've given you that place. And it's it's a sign, it's just it's just letting me know that hey, hey, um I, I respect what you think. Um I, I I I value what you think. I value your input. But then there are other ways that I think respect is communicated and that is also in in appreciation for um, provision or effort in work, um, and 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 it just this is not something forced. I mean, she out of the blue. I mean, she'll tell me, "I really appreciate your hard work. Oh, I really, yeah, really appreciate, you know, 
all the work mm-hmm. you're doing to, to make our family keep going or uh, keep the lights on and all that. And, and, and it's just those little things that, that communicate, communicate respect. I mean, there are other ways that she, she does it as well, paying attention to things that, very little things that, you know, to do with um, my schedule, um, appointments with doctors, things like that. Um, that she she's on top of. She's just like, hey, you know, and and lets me know that hey, that she she really values um, my thought, my thinking, uh, appreciates what I do, uh, always is an encouragement, um, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Those are just little examples of how respect is communicated in in our home, mm-hmm. in my in my marriage, and uh, and it's it's a wonderful thing, and I've never felt. Uh, a sense of disrespect from her. I've never sensed um, a sense of of like antagonism in terms of of that area at all. Mm. Um, and and it's it's a real. I don't know about you, but men, for some reason, are designed that way. They're designed uh, to have a sense of significance, and and I think our wives have a very powerful role in in building that up and strengthening that in. In any man, mm. um, and I know there's a proverb that talks about right with oh, yeah. words, right? A woman builds her house. Oh yeah, what yeah. I just said in Proverbs fourteen. Proverbs fourteen one. Yeah. Yeah. Wise women build, foolish women destroy. Yeah. And it's yeah. a very, very powerful. And mm. so, uh, and I think it's it's a very strong reinforcer for the marriage, you know, because um, when that, when that is in place, uh, I, I can tell you, a man will will go to lengths and miles mm. for for the uh, for the marriage for his wife for his children um, if you know when that is in place and again I just want to reiterate this is not forced this is yeah. not demanded <laughs> right right it's something that's done willingly right you know and marriage is about sacrifice um, in an episode a future episode we're going to talk about love and that's going to be from the men's side mm. but uh, I just want to state that I, uh, I'm not here some curmudgeon, you know, <laughs> demanding that Mary respect me. Yeah. You will do this or whatever. Um, this is what the Bible says you should do. Uh, that's that's right. not. That's n- yeah. No, no. Yeah. It, yeah it, it, it doesn't say husbands make your wives submit. Yeah, it doesn't say that. <laughs> it says it's, wives submit. Yeah. yeah, and and again, uh, the the commands to the husbands are given first. Mm-hmm. And then it, it goes to the wife. So the, the husband really has a, a really larger obligation in terms of his role. And we will talk about that in a future episode, like I said. But um, I just want to say I, I feel like a very respected man in my marriage. I feel very honored. And I feel it like a privilege. I feel very humble to be able to be a spiritual leader in our home. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege for me to do that. And so... Um, in honor of God, in honor of His mandate to me, uh, I feel all the more. Um, how can I? How can I say it? I feel all the more supported and encouraged to fulfill my role as a husband, mm. um, because my wife is is submitting to her role. So it works like that, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like a well-oiled machine. Like a well-oiled. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the mechanical engineer again. <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 amazing how this works. You know, there's also another area. Like sometimes, you know, you have a hard decision to make, or there's a stalemate in a decision. And one of the ways that I I felt really respected is the is the, is the aspect of 
of Mary being able to give her input, but still deferring to me for the final decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and and in you know, in other words, that she wasn't voided out of input. She was she Definitely was able not. to yeah. to give her input, and she just said, "Well, you know what? I'll leave it up to you to make the final decision." And and that was communicated. That was a way of communicating to me respect. And usually, many times, I've gone and said, "You know, I think your idea is better." <laughs> After thinking about it, you know, and and so this this works in that way. It's yeah. a beautiful, wonderful mm-hmm. arrangement that God has for us. Yeah. Um, now, some of you may be thinking, okay, what if my husband is not respectable? In other yeah. words, his behavior or his attitude right. is something that you find just uh, yeah. you just can't handle it. Right. Uh, so Mary's going to speak to that. Yeah. So of course that. That's going to be a possibility uh, that at least a, a woman's view is that uh, he's completely not respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the sake of obeying the scripture and for the sake of the benefit, the mandate I would say is find one thing. Mm. What's one thing? That's good. One thing. Because a lot of times, Respect is like food, and it builds, and and a person becomes more respectable Mm -hmm. as they are respected. Mm -hmm. And when they are disrespected, they tend to become less respectable. Mm -hmm. And so you find one thing. And if you can't find one thing, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we've just, you know, torn the person down so much in our own minds, there's nothing that we see that's respectable. But if if you cannot find one thing, you pray. Lord, show me Mm -hmm. one thing Mm -hmm. that I can magnify and speak to my husband and build him up about that one thing Mm. and, um, you know, see what God will do because he's in the, he's in this with you. The Lord is, and he wants, he wants you to do what you're supposed to be doing. And and if you're willing, he will show you that one thing. Yes. Yes. And it'd be, you know, respect to a disrespected husband is like water on a dry plant. Yes. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, and, and I think when that's a great um, great encouragement there, Mary. Find one thing. Um, and I also think about prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Prayer is an amazing, amazing, amazing tool and device. Right. 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 It changes uh, us. It changes, <laughs> it, yeah. it changes us. And, mm-hmm. and um, pray for them. Right. Say, God, you reveal to me yeah. uh, one thing right. or right. multiple things that I can focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. another prayer, too, because usually what happens in that type of situation mm-hmm. is the prayer is, oh, God, go get him. You get him. <laughs> you know, you or you fix him. You yeah. change this. You change that. Right. Um, and, uh, but if you're really in that type of a situation, the better thing is, uh, Lord, show me, uh, how you see him. Yeah. Help me to love him the way you love him. Yeah. And, you know, starting, you start where you're at mm-hmm. is basically how it goes. You start where you're at. Start where you're at. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I think we've covered a, a whole bunch and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in summary, uh, what I talked about in the beginning uh, about structure, about the skeleton, remember the, the little illustration about the goblet and the wine? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say embrace the structure. 
Right. Because the structure frees us up to maximize what marriage is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, it releases us. It, it, it frees us so that we can do that. And it's not something to be feared or, or pushed away, but it's something to be embraced. Mm-hmm. So embrace the structure. Yeah. Embrace God's design Amen. for marriage. Amen. And your marriage will thrive. Yeah. Amen. And, and women, I just say... Embrace the powerful role that God has given you in your family and in your home. And Proverbs 14, 1, Mm -hmm. wise women build, foolish women tear down. Tear down. Mm -hmm. So be a wise woman. Mm -hmm. Great, great. Well, it's been a wonderful time being Mm -hmm. with you again. And again, thank you for some of the feedback we're noticing on social media. And like I said, if you have any questions or anything, uh, anything you want to say about what we just shared with you, just please... Um, indicate that uh, through social media, Solid Love 89. Right, it's on Instagram. You know, Mm -hmm. you can do that. So God bless you, and hopefully your marriages are flourishing too. Amen. Amen.